today. Uh, you may think that there is inflation taking place, but the Biden administration is here to tell you that you are saving 16 cents on your July 4th weekend. Uh, also, Pfizer wants to jab your five-year-olds now with the COVID vaccine. We've got a lot coming up today, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. Happy Friday. It is the Friday before, of course, uh, Independence Day weekend. Uh, we will not be here Monday, so happy Friday. Happy 4th of July weekend to both of you. I'm sitting here with uh, Jakub Buyans, host of the Jakub Buyans Show, and Eric July Blaze TV contributor. Um, and uh, do you guys have any fun fun 4th of July plans before we get into you it. You mean the real Independence Day? Yes, not I the, do. Not the fake one we the, tried to celebrate yes, a couple yes. weeks the ago? Only, the only not Independence, the June, the only the independence only one. Day. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one. Yes, yeah. so now we've got some fun things with good people, good food. We call it a braai, not a barbecue. We throw some, oh, that's right. throw some steaks on, on the real fire, on wood. Yeah. You know, make it make it yeah. smell and taste good. I like it. And I the kids like are going to swim. It's good. Well, I just like that we all, I mean, we're all celebrating 4th of July, even though Joe Biden told us we may not be allowed to <laughs> if we true. didn't all get the vaccination. So, yeah. uh, never mind. I was going <laughs> to say something unkind, and I decided not to. Uh, so let's get into the headlines of the day. Speaking of Joe Biden, they are being blasted, the Biden administration, uh, on social media today because this is like, I, I would love to know who is in charge of their social media accounts. This is the most cringeworthy uh, tweet that we have seen in a while. But for multiple reasons, on multiple fronts, uh, the White House tweeted out, planning a cookout this year? Catch up on the news. According to the Farm Bureau, the cost of a 4th of July barbecue is down from last year. It's a fact. You must hear, and of course, if you guys are watching this, you see the stupid play on words that they have to, you mustard, because they just said catch up on the news. You mustard. Uh, hot dog, the Biden, the Biden economic plan is working, and that's something we can all relish. So incorporating the cringeworthy, incorporating all of these condiments uh, into their tweet, but also they're tweeting out, again, if you're watching, you can see this. It says, you know, fresh squeezed lemonade down 2% from last year. Sliced cheese down 1% from last year. The cost of a 4th of July cookout in 2021 is down I know you guys, hold on to your butts for this one. It's down a whopping 16 cents from last year. Golly, congratulations. What a guys. president. You go to the grocery store expecting to spend a certain amount and you actually can put 16 whole cents back in your pocket. Uh, certainly, that was not a deceptive tweet at all, right? Because I'm sure those of you, I'm sure you guys and those of you who are watching are thinking to yourself, well, hold on. I feel like every time I go to the grocery store recently, I'm actually spending way more on what I'm getting. My, my, my receipts are always way higher 
than they were before. I go to the gas station, I fill up. It's way higher. Everything is way higher all around. Uh, oh, that's because uh, these tweets, as you guessed, I'm sure, are highly deceptive for a variety of reasons. Did they get fact-checked by the social media? Does Twitter no. have uh, this neat context or anything? I Just have not seen mm. that. Come now, brother okay. Eric. Okay. I'm okay. sure you can't that bring you're logic into this okay. conversation. Okay. Okay. We're I'm talking sh- about the White House. Yes, <laughs> I'm enough. sure that you're shocked. So uh, they only selected 12 items to use for their claim that food is costing less and would be less <laughs> expensive this year. Uh, a bunch of common items were not included, uh, including steak, soda, alcohol, condiments, tea, hot dogs, corn on the cob, ribs, etc. Um, then there were a bunch that actually increased in cost. Uh, two pints of strawberries up 22 percent. Chocolate chip cookies up 11 percent. Eight hamburger buns up 6 percent. Uh, potato salad up 3 percent. Uh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts up 1 percent. I mean, it, the list goes on. But hey, you know what? It, I mean, it's just incredible to me because I'm like, if you're going to lie to people, at least make it a good total. Yes. 16 yes. cents yeah. is like, wow, that deserved yeah. a tweet. Now, a graphic? How, Someone how actually a, spent the time to make this graphic for 16 freaking yeah, cents? A very cheap graphic. And That's a couple, reaching, guys. A couple, couple things I got here. <laughs> this looks like a very cheap grocery store graphic coming from the White House. And since when is the White House into the advertising business, number one? And well, you got to se- advertise when you have these Well, results, and second, right? well, you got to campaign hard to prove that you stole the election. You're actually worth something to be here. So they're still campaigning, right? But would you mention, if you know the real number was 16 cents, would you not just go, guys, that's freaking embarrassing. Let's not talk about it. Right. Okay? Let's read it. But, but, here's <laughs> the deal. incredible. Economics just doesn't make sense with this White House. Because, listen, America, we're about to spend another $1.2 trillion, right, from your taxpayer money. But we're saving you 16 cents, Eric. When you go to the pump, you're probably up about 30% at the pump, which this is such a lie because there's not a single food item that does not get transported in the United States. So the second you raise the gas price, hello, everything mm-hmm. goes up, yeah. right? This, it's embarrassing, number one. The, the person that came up with the idea, I always role play this, right? Hey, um, Mr. President, we got a great campaign for you. What is it? We're going to tell Americans we're saving them 16 cents. I thought it was $16 when I read it the first time. You corrected <laughs> me. Sell you and out. at $16, yeah, I was like, like $16. what a freaking joke. $16. <laughs> 16 cents? <laughs> And, and I'm like, we're in the twilight zone. <laughs> I know. I, it, it really is incredible. And Eric, you know, I mean, they, they literally put in their tweet that this was proof that the Biden economic plan is working. Right, which was the humiliating thing about it. Because <laughs> like you mentioned, with basically everything, it, I mean, anybody that's living in the real world understands the cost of virtually everything, especially meat products. Going going up. Up. Went to the uh, uh, wing spot the other day. Yeah. They're charging like $2 extra uh, yeah. per like batch uh, uh, or whatever because of their, you know, it's a wing shortage and everything. Um, everything you go, I like, I generally do like to cook um, at home. Everything is up. I know uh, the lady is the one that runs it. I'm looking at the freaking bill like, God dog it, man. She's spending a lot of, <laughs> lot of money. It's not but her it's fault, not, Eric. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I got to remember, like, this ain't, this ain't her issue <laughs> right now. This is what we're dealing with. And the, the hilarious thing that, in, like, we talk about economic plans, and this is what the authoritarian left and people on the other side as well, but especially the authoritarian left, where they think they can micromanage uh, things into, like, more cheaper goods. It has historically literally never worked 
that way. Uh, that's not how it works. You can't just arbitrarily. We've seen that even with minimum wage. You cannot just arbitrarily set a number or, or think that you're just going to set a number low and at, at, at on net like that cost or rather your dollar is going to still extend the way that it did before. Americans know whether it be with gas or whether it be with anything else, gas is the one that they can feel probably the most. That's, that's the, the number one metric that the average American can look at and say that has gone up. Uh, generally, you can compare that to other things. A lot of other things has gone up. It's simply because your dollar isn't with the inflation isn't going to go as far as it is. So, again, as we've been saying, pretty much every show this week, I've been saying this about how the combination of the borrowing of the money as well as printing of the money mm -hmm. is a disastrous policy. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing happen. The Fed, uh, and in the combination with the Treasury, they printed uh, more money than they have, I believe, in the last year, like in, in comparison to the last like 40 years. It's some ridiculously crazy number. So you couple that with the fact that they continue to spend money that they don't have, of course, your money is going to be what gets devalued, but they can get away with that because that general concept, unfortunately, does just flies yeah. over the head of the average American. I, I so agree with you. And, and if you're of a nefarious nature to start, and I'm saying this, they are of a nefarious nature. They are here to con the American people. This White House, this administration, the left, and many on the right, too. Mm -hmm. They are here to con Americans. If you are of a nefarious nature, this is actually a great marketing plan because you set the bar to performance really low. You set a standard and you celebrate the standard. Mm -hmm. 16 cents, guys. <laughs> and now what do we have to live up, live up to in quarter number three? In the yeah. second year of the Biden, guys, we, now we saved you 20 cents. Our plan is working. You know, so you set the bar super low. You celebrate the fact that it's low. Just like, hey, you should give Johnny a medal. Why? Because he showed up. Right. No, kick Johnny in the backside because he didn't score a goal. He didn't. Could, you earn it. No, no, you don't earn it. We're just telling you the bar is so low in this country today that basically you should roll over, die, or just sit on your mom's couch and we'll send you a check in the mail because there's not much to, to aspire to in this country because 16 cents breaks the bank. It does it. I so I mean I I'm reading all of the information coming out from the White House today and I'm it just I'm like is this is some CCP level propaganda that we have coming out because we have this the cookout stuff and then we also have uh, White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain today um, comp okay so he let me just read you the tweet first so he tweeted out this uh, this Washington Post article and he said. Trump's first year jobs record, 1.8 million new jobs. Biden's first five months, 3 million new jobs. And it's supposed to be some diss to Trump because, as we know, Trump, you know, people were working under Trump in record numbers, uh, including minorities, including women. And the tweet obviously is supposed to make you believe that Joe Biden is somehow doing better uh, in terms of unemployment numbers and in terms of job creation. Oh, but I mean, they just kind of uh, like completely leave out the fact that the pandemic shut everyone down and put 40 some million people out of work. I don't, I don't, I don't see uh, any like exclamation exactly. there from Twitter saying this actually needs more yeah. context. Yeah. It's funny how they don't put that stuff. Hey, we lost on, 40 on million that. jobs last year, but we got 3 million. million You're actually yeah. underperforming. You're I, underperforming. I, I, that well, number should be 43 that is, million. That is CCP and it's gaslighting is more so what it is, is more the correct term because what they is like 
what you see, your eyes don't actually see. You know, right. you're not seeing exactly. that. Seeing that at all, it's like, dude, we know we we're not stupid. We can compare and contrast, and and obviously there's needed context in that. And like you mentioned, it's more of an underperformance, if anything else, when you consider yes. that a lot of a lot of spots throughout the, uh, the country are reopening. But unfortunately, you tied all of this welfare statism to to uh, uh, you know the un- uh, like unemployment yes. and all of that yeah. sort of stuff. So people aren't going back to work as fast as they generally would if you just had pulled the plug How on that. You- so if anything, they're under. How are you telling me that you're increasing jobs at the same week where you're releasing a plan where you're putting 21 million more Americans on welfare? Yeah. Excuse right. me. Well, and he Excuse also. Which one is it? I mean, they also had a press conference in which Joe Biden himself uh, basically told employers, well, I guess you better pay people more if you want them to come back to work. So exactly. It's like, uh, He's an economically illiterate person. <laughs> um, and when you've when you've been in government for that long, you don't have to obviously play by the economic laws that generally uh, all of us have to play. I mean, the economic law is what it is. Yeah. But when you're part of the government, the institution that steals from people to subsidize their employees, you don't feel the brunt of a lot of, of what it is that you do in terms of your policies. And this is why the American government, in terms of how it's set up and generally, I guess, other states in the west it's the same idea but it's moronic when you consider they make they 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 decide so much on how our economic activity what is to be deemed as legitimate Mm -hmm. let's say that while also they don't feel the brunt of virtually anything it is that they can vote themselves of raise it's like not even within their own interest to, to even have any sort of success because in that would mean that, well, the individuals don't need them and they would see that. So if anything, what they need is for you to be dependent on them. But when they do have these disastrous policies, and that's exactly what they are with this, with this welfare statism and economic regulation, it's disastrous policies. And when you couple them together, but they don't feel the brunt of that. Ever, hardly ever do they feel the brunt of the American people, the general person who opens, the, the people that actually keep this yeah. keep this country moving. They're the ones that hurt because of this. A hundred percent, because there's no cause and effect. There's no consequence to anything they do. There's no way to measure performance for them. Yeah. They throw it out there. For instance, when last did Joe Biden write a paycheck? When last did he pay himself last and pay his employees first? When last did he personally worry about feeding his kids based on where he's manufacturing? They're out of touch. When last did Anthony Fauci actually see a patient 15, 16 years ago? The last, pres- <laughs> the last president employs people, literally yeah. pays paychecks, literally develops, manufactures something, builds something. You may say, well, it's golf courses, whatever, hotels, whatever. It's still, it's employing people. They're out of touch with reality, Eric. And so, therefore, any policy they make, it's just a policy. It's like vapor. It's like farting in the wind. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> Joe Biden farts in the wind. There's the one for you, okay? It's like saying, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I do it, and it has no consequence. Yep. No, it yeah. does. It affects American lives Absolutely. every day. Absolutely. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. It is, uh, it's Friday. It's time for happy hour. And uh, if you are like me and you like to have some wine, maybe have a drink every once in a while, here's how to make that drink 10 times healthier. Uh, down in Argentina, they make this dark red wine from the Malbec grapes, which I've told you they're grown at like 9,000 feet. So they've lab tested these wines that are grown that high and found that they contain up to 10 times the levels of the longevity and heart health nutrient called resveratrol. 
So resveratrol is something that pops up all the time on uh, heart health, brain health, longevity. Um, it's good for you, all right? The wines also have 90% less sugar, fewer chemicals, fewer additives. Uh, it goes great, these wines, with a steak, but only cook them medium rare because that is only the only way it is acceptable to cook a steak. In all seriousness, uh, these Malbecs are amazing. They keep flying off the shelves. They cannot keep them stocked, uh, but they've got some in today. So don't sleep on this deal. You can go to cowgirlwine2021.com. They have 50% off their best Malbecs right now. You're also going to get 50% off of the shipping. Okay. It's cowgirlwine2021.com. Do it for your health, guys. Cowgirlwine2021.com. Now, this is the part of the program where I remind everyone if they have not taken their blood pressure medication and they do, in fact, need blood blood pressure medication, you definitely should take your blood pressure medication before continuing this program. Uh, Younger children now could become eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine this fall. Yippee, according to a top executive at Pfizer, who uh, explained that Pfizer now has plans to request emergency approval for use of its va- for use of its COVID-19 vaccine in children aged five to eleven? Uh, they're hoping to get this done by September or October. Um, you know, because it went so well when they opened it up to children aged twelve and older. You know, we just got this warning, this new FDA warning on the vaccines. For, for young men in particular, uh, when now they have risk of heart inflammation, of myocarditis. But, it, you know, it went so well for these young men that they decided uh, that they want to try to open it up for children aged 5, again, 5 to 11. Now, they say that uh, the vaccine will be given uh, at a 10 microgram dose level, so they're changing the leveling a little bit. But... You know, I just can't help but think to myself, has everyone gone insane? Because I'm looking at children aged 5 to 11, and I'm wondering how in the world you could even make the argument that you needed emergency use approval, I'm sorry, authorization for a vaccine for a virus that doesn't affect children. Yep. Kids are not affected. The kids are not dying, yet we need to give them a vaccine which now we're adjusting. criminal. We're adjusting 100%. We should be able to prosecute on this. Adjusting the dosage based on what study, what research, right? You can't even get a product what's called grass certified, generally recommended as safe, as an over-the-counter supplement without studies saying, Prove to us how you came to the quantities and the values. Oh, they're of what going after people okay. who sell essential oils. They're Let's like, talk, excuse me, that yeah, doesn't really exactly. do like, oh, okay. Let's talk about 0.8% point, <laughs> that are getting the vaccine are dying. Mm-hmm. Yes, dying. This is the most grotesque, insane population control, population indoctrination mechanism we've ever had, maybe in the history of the world, ever. They're coming after five-year-olds, but it's ironic. So many of the left's policies now go after Mm -hmm. five-year-olds. Now it's critical race theory, five-year-olds, kindergarten, comprehensive sex ed, five-year-olds, kindergarten, corona vaccine, five-year-olds, kindergarten. So parents, you better bow up. Eric off the air has the question, what's wrong with Americans? Are we stupid? (laughs) If you do not, absolutely, idiots, stupid, (laughs) morons, you know, 
absolutely out of your mind if you don't bow up today after this. I don't know that blood pressure medicine can help you for this, okay? <laughs> if moms don't right now go, that's it. That is it. Tomorrow morning after this broke news, I want to see moms go, oh, hell no. I now declare, I declare a take back war for my children and my country. Then I don't know what will do it, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's sad, Eric, is that there, ha- there have to be parents out there who are allowing their children to be part of these studies. They're going to line up, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's an experimental yep. drug. You could not pay me enough money well, it's a, it's to a get that injected into my children. In this world that is unfortunately people are basically sending their kids to be slaughtered. Um, or sacrifice rather for the sake of I guess advancing their own personal agendas now with this it makes no sense and I think Americans that even are like teeter-tottering on this or even nonchalant about it I think you have to be reasonable enough to understand that the data is out there publicly for you mm-hmm. and the facts show mm-hmm. this is not my opinion so me saying this the WHO or YouTube would not take it down the hospitalization rate, in addition to the, um, the, the death rate, the infective fatality rates for people of that age is basically zero. Mm-hmm. It's basically non-existent. And we knew this earlier on in the zero pandemic. Point zero. So why on earth would there even be a push for this? Unless, like you mentioned, this is a pay to play situation. Money. And it is so funny. How the side that claims to be such oh evil a big pharma is. Now, I think they're evil in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. I talk about patent laws and, and stuff like that, which is, uh, you know, basically makes it illegal. I don't know, for people to make cheaper, cheaper medication, yeah. even yeah. if they want to, yeah. it makes it illegal uh, because it's basically a state protected monopoly on the idea of the of the medication. But they claim to be such against big pharma. This whole entire COVID crap has been. Big Pharma being lined up by way of the taxpayers because the government has been paying them to develop these vaccines and obviously push them out for emergency use. So I will say this. If you claim to be in that Big Pharma, Big Pharma is so evil. Look at the insulin prices and all of that. You are a raging hypocrite and an idiot in the event that you think this is something that is okay. Pfizer and all of these uh, Jens Johnson, they're all getting lined up uh, with bread. Not necessarily by way of people just wanting to voluntarily purchase vaccines. No, the state uh, paid them to absolutely make it. And this is why we're at. But like you mentioned, and this is the last thing I mentioned. They're going after the youth because if they go after the youth, right. unfortunately, they get the next generation. I was just reading in the Washington Post. Actually, you can go read the article over at Blaze. Some interesting things being wrote about uh, kids and uh, the community that, you know, if you talk about, you get called a phobe and all, all of this sort of stuff. In which some person was saying that they wanted their kid to basically be involved, to go to these parades and see uh, all these different sorts of kinks. It's good for kids uh, to see uh, to, to see, to mm-hmm. see all of that. And this was some person saying that her elementary age kids, she wanted them to go go see this. So yeah, absolutely people will send their kids to go be sacrificed because it advanced their own personal social yep. social views. This is insane. But look, what is what is maybe Di- we need another crusade. What is what does Disney do, right? Disney knows you draw the kid, you get the dollar of the parent. If you scare the parent by saying your child's in danger, the parent will pay. Mm. The parent will pay like crazy, right? So what are they doing here? They go, we can't get the mass populace to take the vaccine. Yeah. They give free burgers and fries and whatever. Come take lottery, the vaccine. A million dollars. A million dollar lottery. So now what are they doing? They go, go after the kids. Mm-hmm. Tell them the kids are going to die. 
Because if the kid gets the vaccine, well, mom and dad's going to take the vaccine too. This is 100% money driven. This is, please, for the love of life, see this for what it is. The government is robbing us blind. So I say no. I told you before, I'll say it again. Bring the doctor with the needle. I'm going to stab him in the neck. He comes close <laughs> to my kids. I'm just telling you. I'm, just, I'm done. I'm this done. Is like, this is again, insane. If you're just looking at the numbers, that's yeah. what makes it so crazy. It's not like we're speaking out of our behind. Like, even if they right. kind of had a point, if it was like a high effective fatality rate or hospitalization rate, but we know and we've known for I don't know how long that the kids go almost unaffected. They know with the, even with the spread, it was not happening in, in these even schools. teenagers. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. again, when you go, I mean, you go even higher than that. Like, it's like zero to basically 30 mm-hmm. or almost like unless you have like some underlying issues, your hospitalization rate is low. It's very, very low. But they, and then obviously, the younger you are, you, the more unlikely you are to have to have some sort of severe reaction in the event that you do come in contact with someone that has the virus. That age group that they're targeting is obviously among the lowest. So why is this even a conversation? Why we even have, why why would you try to, to push that? An emergency. What risk do they pose? Almost no. For I mean, what? An emergency, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, the language? emergency use. Yes. Emergency use authorization. Emergency use. What do you mm-hmm. think emergency use? We should be seeing hospitals lined with kids. and re- It's a farce. Yeah. We're being fleeced. It is it is very curious because I feel like this is the first time that you can really point to um, with just all confidence in the world and say that yeah. this is the time when we decided that we were going to throw our kids overboard uh, mm. for the sake of an older vulnerable population. Yeah. Right. It's supposed yeah. to be the other you way make around. A good point. This is absolutely as clear as l- night and day. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, what with the, the schools, yeah. closing yeah. the schools, with the masks on kids, with all of it. It's like we've, the society <laughs> and the finally decided. Of, uh, that they're going to have to pay yes, for. Yes, they're going to have to pay for all of it. It's like we, society just decided for really whatever reason. It was a turning point where we said, no, we're, we're going to sacrifice our children somehow for our, the older generation. <laughs> yes. It's bizarre. It is bizarre, is it not? It's, it's criminal uh, yeah. more than anything, but it is, it is bizarre. Are, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that just look at this and they either look the other way uh, mm-hmm. more so or they yeah. don't take it seriously enough. This makes no sense. There's no other. I mean, obviously, a lot of policies surrounding COVID make no sense. But right. that in particular is no. illogical. It I mean, makes this is no another sense. line, Eric. They're crossing. And this is how bold they are. Yeah. This, should, yeah. this is cocky. concerning. You're very cocky. cocky. Uh, all right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. It's just so five. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen. On the subject of children and throwing them to the wolves, uh, the National Education Association has adopted a measure designed to thwart what they say is the ongoing campaign against anti-racist education. So uh, the NEA, 
will research organizations attacking educators who are just doing anti-racist work uh, and or use the research already done and put together a list of resources and recommendations for state affiliated state affiliates, locals and individual educators to utilize when they are attacked. Uh, so they are, you know, basically, if you are a critical race theory opponent, uh, the NEA is putting time and money and research into uh, targeting you, essentially, yeah, yeah. Um, because they this must be taught to the children is is what they believe. Um, gee, are you guys worried about our kids yet? Because I sure am. This is this is to combat <laughs> the uprising. And it is an uprising. What you're seeing across the country. I spoke at the Frisco School Board, you know, and and. Three people were removed by the police by force, mm-hmm. by the order of the school board. Only, only 100%. Nobody threw a punch. I come from a country where you got to really knock a guy before <laughs> they really pull you off him. I mean, you got to do some damage. A guy walks up, says, here's an email I wrote to the school board. I'm asking you, here's the dangers of critical race theory. Please don't teach us in a school. And he said, I wrote you the email. You didn't respond. Here's the letter in person. They remove him by force only because he makes an intellectual Claim. This is Frisco, Texas. Yeah, can I just... So Frisco, for those of you who don't know, Frisco is like suburbia central here in the Dallas Second, third area. fastest growing city in the country. Yeah. Exploding. I mean, they're... Home of the Dallas Cowboys Training Center. It's insane. Home of me. Home yeah, of you. It is, right? That is right? suburbia. And so because parents are rising up in these board meetings at school boards and taking CRT particularly as a as a stance and a point, because just look into what's actually in the critical race theory curriculum. That's what I always tell people. These parents aren't just screaming because they want to scream. They actually took the time, Eric, to go research and read and go, Mm -hmm. oh, heck no. Mm -hmm. We're not teaching this to my kid in the classroom, because when it's taught by an authoritative figure, a teacher, it's almost like it's law. That kid, that young little child, six, seven, eight, very malleable brain goes, oh, God, maybe all white people are racist because they tell me. Or, or, or maybe, you know, X, Y, whatever it is, right? So this is a resistance against the uprising. And you're going to see, they're going to kick hard because parents are standing up. Yeah, Eric. Every time we talk about public schools, I say the same thing. <laughs> they need to be eliminated. Mm-hmm. There's not much that I can add, I guess, as someone that's watching this video or rather the the segment and isn't familiar with my position. The schools need to be abolished. There's no reforming this, guys. Like these guys, and and, and they do it on on your dime, which I would think that would be humiliating enough. And this is why you have every right, if you are a parent, to be frustrated because your funds get stole to subsidize this crap, whether it be through property tax or whatever, like we are out here in Texas. But this is something that they understand that that they get control of these youngsters. They get control of current and future generations. So, like you mentioned with kids, they're like sponges, right? And I love the way that you word it because you say that it's almost like it's law when it comes from the authoritative figure because mm-hmm. that's what they teach. This mm-hmm. is why a lot of us are against even how we teach people. Yeah. We don't teach kids how to think. It's mm-hmm. like more of what to think, right, what, you're right. suppo- what you're supposed to have. That's how K-12 through was when I was coming up, you know? And, and, and so that's a completely different subject matter. But when you add the fact that they're, they're more so introducing things that you don't want your kid to not necessarily be exposed to, it's more like they're going to be exposed to it as if it's like concrete truth that's right that's a problem yeah but this is something that 
it's a mammoth that is so big, it's so massive that there, I don't think going in and just changing the parts and the moving parts and getting this member of the school board and all of this to try to be in opposition to this, there has to be an effort by way of not only these parents, but these, not just the politicians, but from a cultural standpoint, which is gonna be the first indicator anyway, everything else, it's politics, all that stuff is on the downstream. For people that are in opposition to this, need to be focusing on how do we get rid of this institution that continues to steal from us to teach my son and my daughter a bunch of garbage. That has to be the focus if there's gonna be ever be any solution, not just the moving parts, because if anything, parents, that's what you're frustrated at. It's yeah. not just the fact, it's not simply the fact that they're teaching bull crap, no. It's that your kids are forced to go to this school if they live in this area, or you have to pay out of pocket to take them to a private school. So you're frustrated at the fact that you're subsidizing this and you don't really have a choice. Right. It's not like if it was a complete market economy, when it came to education in this country, I mean, yeah, there are private schools, but even again, I say this all the time, a lot of those are even based on the public schools uh, uh, curriculum. We don't have a market economy when it comes to education. But if the, if the American people, the parents could just say, you know what? This is my dollar. I don't like what you're teaching at this school or in this area. I'm just gonna take my money elsewhere voluntarily to some other school who ain't teaching that garbage you would see a lot of change, but that's not what we have here. And this is why the I call the, the indoctrinators exactly what they are. They're the indoctrination wing of the state. I know there's some teachers that watch this. I'm sorry, that's the harsh reality. You are part of the indoctrination wing of the state. And this is why they focus so much on that. You wanna find out who the actual defenders of the state, who this bl big bloated government is, who do they always roll out there? First people, it's the academics, mm -hmm. every time. Mm -hmm. So you should just ask a politician, are you, are you, are you, you know, into school choice? You know, and, and so few of them will say yes. Even and, though they'll send their kids to public school. Oh, right. come on, of course, uh, across right. the line. And, and you've had personal experiences with this, yes, you know. Uh, you know, we, our, my kids are very young and we're, we're, we're moving into that realm, right? And mm -hmm. so you're 100% right. When I can't say who is influencing my child, right? right? I don't have a choice over who is influencing my child. Well, yucka, you do. No, not when you drop that kid at the classroom. Yep. And kids today spend more time with their teachers Facts. than with their parents. Facts. And, and by the so way. So just by Facts. proximity yeah. and amount of time, who has the influence? Well, the and, indoctrinator. Yep. And by the way, I mean, this is not like, yeah, you can, uh, I'm happy to send my kids to private school, but give me my damn tax exactly. money back. Because Thank people you. go, well, you don't Thank have to send you. your kids to public school. Yeah, well, no, I don't, but I'm still funding, right. Exactly. I'm still funding it, uh, not by my own choice. Exactly. Right. So I'm going to so take your money, money and I'm going to take your power and I'm going to take your voice as a parent and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to teach your kid. And all of a sudden your kid comes home one day and randomly at the breakfast table out of your child's mouth because out of the, out of the mouth of babes mm. comes truth, man. <laughs> it comes, comes, you know what, dad, this didn't happen, but I'm sure it's happening somewhere in the country. You know what, dad, we should go around the street and apologize because we were born a certain color or from a certain ethnicity or whatever. And you go, whoa, whoa. Wait, where did that come from? And I promise you, I've got kids, young kids, three under the age of six. They remember everything. Yeah. They don't miss a thing. And much of what they remember is, depends on who it came from. Mm -hmm. My kids know when it comes from a stranger, but if it comes from somebody in my group, you know, Uncle Dan or Grandpa or whatever, it's law. Mm -hmm. If it comes from the teacher or the coach, 
Good night. Come on, man. And you bring up the great point, and this is what a lot of, I think, parents don't seem to uh, understand, the naive ones. Because they're not they're not knowledgeable on that. It's like you you yes, you can be or think you are the greatest parent in the world. And when your kid is around you, you know, you can you can teach them things that, of course, are going to be valuable going forward. But most of your kids nowadays are not spending their time with you. Most of their time is in that indoctrination camp 100%. five times a week. If there's not holidays on weekends, if they do some sort of extracurricular activity like a sport or something, a, something like that, they're at least surrounded by that environment. I think a lot of people undermine that. Like you can only do so much when you're dropping them off in the at, mindset. At that camp. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to take a we got to take <laughs> in that the, the re re-education camp. We'll be back. Hey, they call it critical race. So while we're on the subject of schools, let's let's talk higher education for a second, because um, if you if you are sending your children to you want to talk about oh my indoctrination God. camps. <laughs> Look at this woman's eyes, man. I already seen, I already seen this. It's, I know it. That's great, great. It's liberal. BSC. You can, you, you, you can, you can come up with that. I've seen them eyes and them women, man. That, <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, man. Like, I know we're gonna play it, yeah, but America, yeah. look at the eyes. That's all you gotta Eric, pay attention do we, to. Do we need to help you with girl choice? No, <laughs> I'm good now. But back in the gap when I was on the market, I know those eyes, man. I've been there, dude. It, I've well, been there. it is what I like. To refer to as the the liberal crazy eyes because oh. it's always the liberal women who That's have cray this cray. look right on their there. faces. Run but for the hills. if you're sending your children to uh, you know higher education, they could become uh, a law professor, for instance, like this woman who uh, studies food whiteness and food privileges and is here to tell you that French food is racist. I'm not making this up. Watch. I'd like to tell you about the idea of food whiteness in French culture. Mouth, By this, man. I mean the use of food you. to reinforce whiteness as a dominant racial like, identity. Why are they so The white? French meal is often presented as a man. national ritual to which every citizen can participate equally. But French foodways are shaped by white, middle, and upper class norms. There's a similarity between halal food and the headscarf question. Both are considered incompatible with Frenchness and its racialized universalist ideology. Yet the boundaries of whiteness are policed through daily food encounters. For example, the eating practices of peoples whose racial status is ambivalent, such as Arabs, Maghrebis, and Jews before them, are scrutinized for conformity with white norms. A familiar strategy for them to act white is to eat French most typically by consuming pork. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know why her eyes were so wide. Because she's something. She's crazy. <laughs> Again, B, uh, BSC. That's I what mean, that's, it stands for something. Look it up. I think that you have to be crazy in order to make this assertion that um, French, French food is white. Food is, racist. is, it's racist. too white. Yeah, it's, it's I, too white. I yes. talked about this this morning and like the amount of reaching that she was doing <laughs> oh, uh, when we were reading through it, it, it's it's impressive. I it mean, really you're talking is. mental gymnastics, Gabby Douglas level. I mean, it's uh, not going to earn you any money, no, but it's not, still not at all. impressive. But, it's quite but a I guess the 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 thing that is worth mentioning. I mean, I know she's speaking uh, to the French people, but I believe she went to the uh, University of Connecticut School of Law, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, something of so, the University or something, uh, and. 
Yeah, she's basically getting paid to, to preach a bunch of bull crap. Now, going back to the previous segment, it ain't just K. When I said the academics being a protector of the state, them are the types that I'm really talking about. Yep. The yeah. people who, yeah. who in the event that there was a completely marketized, definitely in higher education, she would not exist. There would be no job for her. These diversity departments, all of this sort of bull crap that would be these people be out on the streets forced to get actual real jobs in the event that there was a state in some way by the directly or indirectly wasn't subsidizing uh, them. But that's why a lot of them exist. Now, what this more so speaks to, I guess, is kind of where we're at culturally where basically everything is racist. Really, the only time that you can prove something is bad is if you can just say that that it's racist. So you've unfortunately, America and the West, have awarded a lot of people with that sort of gaslight. So what you're going to do is just get more of it. So where they can try to find error, they're going to just make it up. Mm. Reaching, which is what she did. Well, this is whiteness because this extends to this, extends to that, extends to that. I mean, just re- I'm talking Stretch Armstrong, Mr. Fantastic level of reaching to try to figure out or try to pin some sort of racism on freaking French food. The fact that we even talking about this or discussing this is crazy as all hell, but that's the problem with academia uh, in itself. And a lot of those loony b- people with the crazy eyes got uh, Look, jobs. I, I, well, I want to I add, I want to get your thoughts, but no, I want to just please, add go. to this. Like, Sure. I, it, the, the French's eating culture has been the central means of racial and ethnic identity formation through slavery, colonialism, and immigration. I mean, you, like, you hear that, and my eyes are just like, uh, yeah, so I'm I, sorry, <laughs> what? You can't just, it's, she reminds me of AOC. Like, you can't just yeah. insert these keywords, these buzzwords into just it's random arguments. a lot of words, salad and what she said. Yes. That's the impressive part. Yes. Look, look, I want to say this, right? Okay, so she dresses in all black. Hell, even her toaster is black. <laughs> okay, to try and make a subliminal point, and that's subliminal messaging. She's dyeing her hair black, right? She's making this argument that for some reason... Wheat in France behaves differently than wheat in the U.S. And when you grind wheat, we should now bleach the wheat black. And we should eat black, eat black bread and b- only black, you know, chocolate cake and, and never white chocolate and, and black cupcakes and black everything because that means your heart is not racist. If you wear black, but she's as white as snow. Right. Pretty She's white. Snow White. Those are the ones that facilitate. But she can't like that. But, but her group won't allow her to paint her face black. Right, right, right. <laughs> because now you've crossed the line. Yes. Because <laughs> you can only have a certain amount of black as a white person. I mean, it, this is insanity, guys. <laughs> we are embracing. It is the land of the misfit toys, mm-hmm. politicians. I've now realized they take care of one another because they know if they don't, they'll die Absolutely. out there. Absolutely. They will not make it in the world a day. Facts. Not a day. That's why. Okay. They, look, that's why they are the most protect. Like again, I don't take this is all Ivy anything. League schools. It, all these yeah. every single every single time. That's exactly what it is. It's, it, it, they are the the great protectors of the state, and that's not by way of accident. The status always roll them out. Any event that there's some uprising where there's like a a, a, a prominent prominent group of, of bring people the professors that that yeah bring they bring them out. The prominent group of that's growing of people that are like let's say anti-government. They roll out the academics to sit up here and reach and somehow find that well these people are bad because. That their bacon basically depends on that institution existing in the way that it does. If it didn't have the power, they would not get the funding. 
uh, to be able to live the lives, these affluent lives that they get to live to go over and lecture people about how freaking French food is is somehow racist because r- reasons like this person is, has a fake job. I don't I want people to understand that that's not real. Like the, the, the market's not demanding that people, zero zero French. Mm-hmm. Nobody gives a crap a crap about any of that. They are only allowed to exist because they are paid to exist either indirectly or directly. Yeah. So I guess the milk business not is right. out of business because milk comes out of the cow white. <laughs> So we, so, we need, so we need to feed Racist. the cow some chocolate, shake him upside down, make him a brown cow <laughs> milkshake. And what in the world are we talking First about First the cows are ruining the planet, and then they're racist. Then they're racist. <laughs> right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. How dare they? Hey, guys. I just, for those of you who are watching on YouTube, or Facebook, you may notice that it is, in fact, the end of the program. However, you're looking at the timing of it, and you're like, I don't, this is weird, because I feel like there may have been like a whole uh, segment that might be missing. That's because there is. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta be a subscriber to Blaze TV. Otherwise, you're missing out on what the benevolent overlords over at uh, places like YouTube and Facebook do not want you to hear, uh, like Pfizer which is requesting uh, COVID-19 vaccine emergency approval for kids aged 5 to 11 by fall. That is the, uh, that is the news headline. Um, but unfortunately, you're going to miss important commentary if you're not subscribed to Blaze TV. So don't forget, you can subscribe at blazetv.com. If you use promo code NEWS, you will save $10 when you sign up for the year. I'm telling you guys, this is why it is so important, even if you are watching on a different platform, to become a subscriber. We don't know when we're just going to get turned off entirely. All right. So make sure you go to blazetv.com. Use promo code NEWS. And by the way, have a fabulous 4th of July weekend. Happy Independence Day. Congrats on the 16th cent savings. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.